Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. We are embracing revival in this season. Amen. It was prophesied. We have tasted of it. We know it is true. So we have what? Embraced revival. And we are doing four things. Four P's. One, praying, preaching, pastoring, planting. Shout it out with me. Praying, preaching, pastoring, planting. Again, praying, preaching, pastoring, planting. And in these last two weeks plus today, we are focusing on pastoring. By the way, we have switched up our services here at Nalia, so Luganda service is at 11.30. So if you're here and you came for Luganda service and you found the teenagers, relax. 11.30, there'll be the Luganda service. Teens service is now at 9, because we realize most of you come at 9, but you leave the teenagers behind. So, because the Luganda people can come by themselves, the teenagers usually tap transport from the parents. So that's why the teenagers' service is at nine, and they have their own cool service, you know, cool like me. And then uh, Luganda service at 11. At the same time, we have children's garage, children's harvest kids is going on right now, upstairs. Lots of children. We usually have how many children? Like 300 kids. You, that's why you, some of you haven't been to Washington personally in a long time. You're wondering why it's quiet. Yeah, because those days they used to first come around, then we send them halfway the service. Nowadays they have their own praise and worship, what things are so cool up there. So if you're here and you are a child uh, or your, your parent, uh, you can take the person and you need to go and hand them over to the teachers. Yeah, as opposed to, we'll see you later because we want to be sure that the children are safe. So if you have a child, you hand them over, then you come for garage, and then at the end you go pick them. Is that cool? So we are talking about pastoring, and today I'm excited to preach one of my most exciting messages on pastoring ever. Mama White, good to see you. Hey. Now, uh, you people, uh, pastoring is... You know this thing they assemble every doc, every person needs a doctor. Yeah, like at some point in your life you may need a doctor, even maybe to be given birth to. Mm. It's pre- it's preferable that your mother is seeing a doctor in preparation for your upcoming uh, radical entry to planet Earth. Does that make sense? Why are people scaring me with that? Yeah, so that idea that everyone needs a doctor is so radical and so good. But can you imagine what would happen if everyone needed a doctor but people refused to go to medical school? We would have a crisis. We need doctors. No, people, everyone wants to be a historian. It doesn't work. So the fact that everyone needs a doctor means that people need to go to medical school and do medicine. That's, the, that's what they call it. For purposes of conversation, that's what the course is called. 
it's not called doctoring. <laughs> doctoring means a completely different thing. It's not even good. Yeah. You can't be there. You're trying to impress your new boyfriend. Yeah. I want to go and do doctoring. Uh, be like, eh? What? Yeah. Some guy went, went and introduced his girlfriend to his parents. Then when they asked her birthday, she said, 25th. Uh, I didn't see Pastor Mark and Peace to Message all the way from Fort Porto. Welcome. Okay, 25.50 is not bad, but it can compromise your relationship status. You know the thing about being a pastor, you have to teach everything. It's, 20, it's, 20, it's 25th. 25th. Try, try that with me. Try that with me. 25th. The second T Teddy told you what it is. C20. It's 20. 20. Then fifth. Ka fifth. Yeah. Kaba kango. See fifth. We did a fifth. The boy starts thinking. How will all the speeches go during the birthdays? All the years until death do us part. So. Also, some of you are too serious for church. Yeah, please give us a break. We know you are not as humble as you look. We've been doing this for 16 years, we've seen your type. So, relax, smile. Yeah, yeah, be happy. Yes, anyway. What was I saying? 25th. Uh, that came from somewhere. What else was I saying? Everyone needs a doctor. Yeah, the cost is medicine. Oh, what are you doing at uni? Medicine. Like, especially if you're lying. <laughs> you can't lie and call it the wrong thing. I am an architect. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm an architect. Architect. Yeah. Architect. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some of you, you want us to only discuss the end times, but before the end times come, you, you, you need to sustain your relationships here, including using the right diction and language. Yeah, like, have you had my wife speak English? She invented it. Actually, for now, let's assume she invented it. Now, everyone needs a doctor. More importantly, everyone needs a pastor. Mm. Everyone needs a pastor. Yeah. Because a doctor, you need them when you're sick. A pastor, you need them the whole time. Alive, sick, what, everything. Yeah, even in death, everyone needs a pastor. So, me, I'm adamant about this thing of pastoring. Now, like the situation I described, everyone needs a doctor. What would happen if people refuse to go to medical school? Crisis. Everyone needs a pastor. What happens when people refuse to plant churches and start missional communities and become court shepherds and zonal pastors? So, the way I'm teaching this class, this class, did I call it a class? This service. In worship harvest for our guests, we don't separate ministers and non-ministers. 
That's why you say church begins on Monday. We are all ministers. So what usually baffles people is why at this church we teach as though we are teaching leaders. Yeah. We don't teach non-leaders here. We teach leaders the whole time. Every service is a leadership class. In the things of God, leading godly kind of what? Leadership. Am I making sense to someone? So, don't look at yourself and say, How did, where did he, why did he even come up with this kavass? I didn't come up with a kavass. It's in the Bible. And so, it applies to you. When I'm preaching, you don't say, eh, hey, hmm, today it's for pastors. No. You are the one. You are in medical school. You are in pastor's school. You are in pastoring school. You are, in, you are, you are here. The Bible says he has given some of us apostles and others the responsibility is what? Equip the saints, that's Ephesians 4, for the work of ministry. The work of ministry is to be done by all of us. It's not, I'm not the minister and you are the consumer of the ministry. I'm here to equip the saints for the work of Ministry, because guess what? There are people that only you can reach, that I can never reach. It doesn't matter how much energy and money I spend, I will never reach them. You are the only person with the right relationships with those people to minister to them in their pain, in their time of need, to give them wisdom and all of that. Doesn't make sense. So I'm relying on you to receive this with the knowledge that at one point, you'll be doing what I'll be doing. It may not be with a microphone and loudspeakers, but you're going to do it, and we should all be doing it. Everyone needs a pastor. Give me Zechariah. Let's talk about having a good pastor. Ah, give it to me in KJV, because today I don't feel like we, we needeth to speaketh uh, the English of yesteryear. Would thou please give it to me in the King James Version. Authorized to, appointed to be read in churches. Let's read together. And the Lord said unto me, take unto thee yet the instruments of a foolish shepherd. You know those of you who don't read KJV, you might think they have misspelled the. The. <laughs> Why did they put two E's on the the? No, it's not the same word. This is the meaning you. And the Lord said unto me, Uh-huh. Take unto thee yet the instruments of a foolish shepherd. So he's about to get us into a discourse of what a foolish shepherd looks like. Shout, I am the opposite. So everything we are going to look at, I want you to be looking at it in opposite what? form yeah am I making sense? so for example all the girls that worship are beautiful so when people talk about ugliness I know that this church is the what? the opposite am I making sense? So when you talk about a foolish shepherd, you just know you are the exact opposite. Amen. Hmm. 
Now, in the Bible, when they say shepherd, eh, they are not meaning a person. Sometimes they mean a person who takes care of sheep. But in this case, they are talking about a pastor. The word shepherd and pastor are the same words. Sheep, shepherd, skip sheep. And the pastor has pasture for the sheep. It is the same thing, okay? So in the Old Testament and the New, they use typology of shepherds and sheep to mean leaders of God's people and the people of God. Does that make sense? That's why Jesus is the good shepherd. When, when David says, the Lord is my shepherd, don't assume that there has been a reconfiguration of his constitution from a human being to a sheep. Are we together? You can interpret for your neighbor some of the other things. Now, let's go to back to instruments of a foolish shepherd. Next verse 16 in the King James Version, please. Together. For law, not lol. Again, they didn't misspell. Because some people, they are looking for that. Can you imagine how fun it would be to have uh, Matan? An emoji version of the Bible. Yeah. You just, everything is just emojis. You have to figure out. Ay, yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus wept. What would Jesus wept look like? The wept is clear, but how would you put Jesus? Anyway. <laughs> the Bible says the kingdom of God belongs to what? Children. Yeah. So when you go to church and you feel like they, you are too mature for what is being taught, then you just might have got out of the kingdom. But look, I will raise up a shepherd in the land which shall not visit those that be cut off. Uh -huh. Neither shall seek the young one nor heal that that is broken nor feed that that standeth still. But he shall eat the flesh of the fat and tear their clothes in pieces. Woe to the idol shepherd that leaveth the flock. The sword shall be upon his arm and upon his right eye. His arm shall be clean, dried up, and his right eye shall be utterly darkened. Now, that's the bad stuff which does not pertain to us because we are what? Wise shepherds. So I'm going to talk about four characteristics of a wise shepherd, which you are. Get me back to verse 16. Four. One... They are interested in those that are cut off. Hmm? Do you understand to first list all four, then we discuss? Okay. They are interested in those that are cut off. For whatever reason, they are cut off. We'll discuss, and we are in a discussion. You will contribute some ideas of what that might represent, I hope. So, a wise shepherd is interested in those that are cut 
off, those that be cut off. A foolish shepherd does, is not interested, does not visit those that are cut off. A foolish shepherd is only interested in the sheep that they can see there in their missional community. Seven came, okay, yeah. Meanwhile, your missional community has 23 people. But you've been seeing only seven, seven, seven for seven months. And you've never stopped to think. The other sheep, what are they eating? What are they drinking? Who is taking care of their whatever medical or spraying them and cutting off their excess wool? <laughs> excess being the keyword. So the first one is the wise shepherds are interested in those who are cut off. The second thing, neither shall seek the young one. Wise shepherds are interested in the next generation. Wise shepherds have a keen interest in children and young people. Foolish shepherds who are not here are only interested in adults and old people for whatever reason. Are, are you following? Now, by the way, even as a, a business person, an employer, you can start assessing your shepherdorial capacities and capabilities. Are we, have we concluded point two? Yeah. Point three, they do the wise shepherds heal the broken. They heal the broken. Because the foolish shepherd, he says, no heal that, that is what? Broken. This, these are the implements of a foolish shepherd. The broken, no interest. Wise shepherds, the broken, heal. Yeah. One of the things that I've told myself we are going to do here at Wash Pavis is that all the hearts that you acquire at Washi Pavis as a result of my leadership should be healed in Washi Pavis under my leadership. I don't want you to get wounds from this church and then take them to another church to start bringing problems in that other church they told you to cut off your, your long nail on a small toe and you were so broken by the whole idea, especially because you didn't have a what? A nail cutter. And so <laughs> I'm trying to make it laughable but sometimes it's not. Sometimes it is serious things that people go through. And you know what I've discovered about people who get wounded at church? My more than 80% of the time, it's perceptions. It was miscommunication. Yeah. The pastor didn't come for your birthday party. They had diarrhea. And they could not tell everyone how they are having diarrhea. If they come to the party, they will be going to the toilet the whole time. It will be smelly. They will not enjoy the food. But they just say, I'm not able. And then you, you just cut wires. You didn't know the person was, uh, yeah, Dios. They were having uh, difficulties. 
<laughs> so for me, I'm determined that all the pains in worship harvest must be what? Healed in worship harvest. So that when you go to another church, you go ready to serve, ready to support, ready to be a blessing to those people in that other what? Church. Yeah. Because I know that as long as I'm done leading, you're going to be hurt. Yeah. Do you know why you're going to be hurt as long as I'm done leading? One, I'm a human being. Two, everyone, 100% of the people don't want change. Yeah. And yet leadership is 100% about change. So every time I come to you and say, Pastor Dennis, it's time for change. about a church where everything fits your mold because it means you're not growing yeah and you you never trust a gym where there is no pain to your muscles I like that gym they just give us feathers we don't feel anything that kind of magic doesn't exist Mm, we lift feathers and I don't know what else are you with me? So what's the third point? White shepherds do what? They heal what is broken. Sometimes it will be internal things. Sometimes it will be external things. Sometimes it will be decisions people make when you're not there. And then they bring you into the picture when things go south. And now you're, you're supposed to do something about it. And lastly, no feedeth that that standeth still. White shepherds. Hey! This is my... Favorite point. Wise shepherds. Hmm? Ensure demand. Uh, I'm going to tell you and then you'll like it. Right now it sounds bad. Wise shepherds. Ensure that no one is stuck. No ship stands still. People must make progress. Yeah. Singles must get married. Yeah. Yeah. People must go to school. Otherwise, they are stuck. Yeah. Those who have uh, one half a degree should complete it and add another one. Yeah. Mm. The jobless must get jobs or start businesses. Everyone must buy land because they are no longer making it. Oh yeah, that's wise shepherds. The foolish shepherd, they do not feed that, that standard. They say, yeah, I'm only focusing on the sheep that are in progress mode. These ones who, who, who put both fingers in the mouth. Uh, uh. You have never met them. You know, when we were growing up, we had different kinds of cousins, kids. So some of us, we used to suck the thumb, suck the thumb. Others, they put, like, both of them. Mm. And I'm like, how does that work? I know two are better than one, but how does that exactly work? I don't know. I don't get it. 
We have already made the summary. So you know the four points. So what's the first one? Interested in those that are coming. Here it says that Philly Shepherd visiteth not. Okay. Shall not visit those that be cut off. Now, do you know that the primary method of being cut off, it's not even a method, but I have to sound intelligent. The primary way of being cut off is not being born again. Yeah, so, foolish shepherds, they are comfortable running their churches while people are slaughtering each other out there. Yeah, sometimes, you know, my office is up on the other block. I just look out and look at all those roofs and start wondering who is being raped in, in my view in those houses? Who is being abused? Who is being beaten? Who is in pain? Who has no food? Who doesn't know God? Who doesn't know their left hand from their right hand? Who goes home at 6 a.m.? Not that they work at night. No. They work during the day, but they go home at 6 a.m. Because they spend the whole night trying to subdue some good thing inside, which it has jumped. Because if it works, they would not need to keep going. Some, that's, what, that's how I think. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong to think like that. But a wise shepherd thinks about the people who are not born again, the people who don't go to church yet, regardless of what church. That's why for me, I'm interested in the growth of all churches, not just worship harvests, all churches. Because I know that when a church is growing, every extra five people that go to that church are Jesus' sheep, which were what? lost and maybe you your church is not there but there's another church there so figure out how to be of help i believe that a day will come and most of my the fruit of my ministry will grow on other branches than not worship harvest yeah hasn't it already come yeah because when i think at, about the increase in the pastor's mentorship the churches that increased i think the pastor's mentorship just in the last one year, churches there grew by more than 30,000 people combined, which is not even the number of people in worship harvest. So, my, yeah, my fruit grows on other trees, in other gardens. A wise shepherd thinks about those who are not present. So you visit them. Jesus, he came from heaven to earth to show the way. Look, before Jesus came, David wrote about him and said, he's my shepherd. But he had to prove his shepherdorial qualifications by changing address from a convenient place where the streets are made of gold to one where the streets have uh, dung, you know, donkey dung. 
That is a wise shepherd. So a wise shepherd does what? Visits those that are cut off. So why does everyone need a, a pastor? Because the, those who are lost need a pastor who is thinking about them. And then maybe you're not lost in terms of not being saved. But you've been cut off for whatever reason. Yeah, lockdown came. You started eating certain things which are not good for your health. And now you fear to come back to church. Maybe before you locked down, you were one person. Now you're three. And we can't explain how they became. So now you don't want to come back to church. Because they're asking, you, you went into lockdown as a single person. We never got any invitations to any wedding or anything. Now you have two children, and they are not adopted. And they look like you. And you know how people at church can be? They are going to ask, oh, ah, hey, congratulations. So they are looking around for the father. Kumbe. The two have different what? And both uh, yeah. Yeah. It's complicated. Yeah. You cannot. So you decide, ah, ah, what do wise shepherds do? Where, where was this person last seen? They used to live there after the, the donkey and the cow and the goats and the fenetry. Is the, you go. They, are, they moved. You, oh, give me the landlord's number. Where, where did they move to? That's a wise shepherd. Oh, the overwhelming never failing reckless love of God. Huh? Oh, it chases me down. Fight still I'm found. Leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it. Still you give yourself away. All the overwhelming never reckless love of God. You see, some people, all you ever got was conditional love. So you need the shepherd who will look for you when you have totally messed up. One time a friend of mine was in that situation long ago before we even started the church. There's this child can't explain. There's this child can't so it's like, I, I don't belong anymore. Myself and, and another guy, we, we went and looked for him. Some place there, it's for, it was for jumping water. What? Yeah, it was as if we were in Vienna. But, okay, like, there's just as, as much water as there is land. Yeah. Until we found the room where the guy was. 
had formed his global headquarters for pity partying and depression and feeling unworthy. We went and got him out. We said, no, 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 no. Come back. Come back. Let's go. Oh, yeah. He turned out so well. Yeah. At that time, he was ready to quit faith, ministry, everything. Yeah. Wise shepherd, they visit those that are what? A cut off. And you know some of these people? Huh, getting where they are. You ask, they are dodgy. So you have to use surprise attack methods. Yeah. You, some of you should consult me because you are telling me, Banange, the person in my cohort, every time I try to make an appointment, now I went there, they moved, what? Hey, you, we have been through all of that. Yeah. By the time you wake up on Saturday at around 6.30, my car is packed on your gate. Mm. We are going to have breakfast at yours, whether you like it or not. So, yeah, you take your time. I'm also here. Those used to be some of my pastoral tactics when I was actively involved in the field. I still am, but just that now I've delegated a lot of the work. And the ones that I have to deal with directly, they are not as dodgy anymore. Their dodgy days are done. Eesh. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh. Oh. Ah. Eesh. Bible says he came to seek and save that which was lost. Is the good shepherd. Maybe you are the one who needs finding. You need a, ch- a pastor. You need a church. You need people who come when you've messed up and say, come, let's go. Yeah. That, way, that friend of mine, I can't even tell you his, their name or whatever, because now you'll be like, really, that person has ever done it? Because now you cannot even think. You can't even imagine. Ish. Good shepherds visit those that are cut off, including evangelism, because those ones who are not saved, they are being cut off is, is even worse. It's not just that you are cut off from the church. You are cut off from Christ. That's why we do weekly evangelism in this church. Every missional community goes for evangelism every week because our missional community leaders are what? Wise shepherds. Yeah. Now that makes up, those who do it make up for those whose wisdom is still loading, but what shall we say to these things? Neither shall seek the young one. Fact. Fact. For churches whose primary concern is finances, It is not easy to focus on young people because they don't have the money. They just make noise and spoil things. Yeah, every time you come, something is broken. But 
I remember when we had St. Francis, Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben just had a passion for young people. But the equipment, something was always getting spoiled. Like that equipment bore the brunt of all of us. But look, now here we are. I can tell you that this makes me happy. So if you're sad, please endure my joy for now. <laughs> Worship Harvest has about 28,000 members. Huh? 28,000. The ones that we can account for. For us, we don't do those things of bloated uh, databases. The person just was a visitor. So we all, we're always calling everyone to check. Are you really a member or your name ended up on our database by accident? You were a first-time guest and the person hosting you was too excited. They thought you were a member. So right now, about 28,000. Of those, about 5,000 are teenagers. Five or three, you see. Almost 5K teenagers. And, and watch this, 11,000 are children. Yeah, zero to 12, 11,000. So we are matching the national statistics. Because in Uganda, half of us are below 16. So of our 28,000 members, about 16,000 are below 18. I think we are doing a good job. Yeah. That's why it feels so quiet here. But if you went through that door and you went up there, you'll find a, a whole new world. Yeah. Completely different learning environment. Yeah, think about it, like this building. That whole floor, the next floor, the next floor. Three floors, large space. I was doing the math, it's more than 40,000 square feet, all dedicated to next generation, children and teenagers, including a youth auditorium up there. Some of you have never been there. Just take a tour. Because some people, they come every Sunday. But when we said, may the grace. No. Go back there, take the staircase, go up, see whatever, whatever, what else is up there. Because you, you don't know there is a whole world up there dedicated to the, the young ones. Maybe God has honored us by giving us many children because we have invested for children. Because what you don't invest in, you don't value. You can only tell what you value by how you spend your money. Doesn't make sense. So here and other places, some of our locations, they have, like what's your is Chevando, <coughs> their percentage of children is like 70%, then 20% teenagers, over 25, then 5% adults. So if Chevando was done owning this building, this would be children's church, and you all would be up in some small room 
for the adult service. Wow. wow. Visit the fix the what? The young man. Have you understood? Jesus said that the kingdom of God belongs to children. He says, let the little children come to me for of such is the kingdom. Let me do an experiment here. You're going to enjoy it. How many of you got saved after the age of 30? You got saved after 30 years of old. Put your hands up. There's no problem. After 30, hands up. One, two. Okay. About three, four, five. Hmm? Right now, here we are about maybe, let me do my quick math. Just see on the ground, plus up, maybe about 500. Maybe 600. How many of you got saved between 20 and 30? Hands up. 20 to 30. 20 to 30. Without, please, we are, this is not a outer call, so please put up your hand properly. So those are a little bit more. How many of you got saved between 15, uh -uh, 15 and 20? Hands up. High school. Wow, that's a lot. How many of you got saved below 15? See that. How many of you got saved below 12 and below? 12 and below. Yeah, majority. So when you don't invest in children and teens, it doesn't work. The third is they don't heal the the broken. So, as a, a shepherd, there is, you have to be focusing on healing, renewal, okay? Physical healing, emotional healing, mental healing, all of that. All of that. One of the things you'll discover very quickly when you become a pastor is that fasting is a part of your life. Because the ministry of healing doesn't work without fasting. For whatever reason. Yeah, even Jesus said that this kind doesn't go without what? Prayer and fasting. Yeah, there are some things you, you do. You wish they were not there, but they are there. And they have spiritual roots. And the only way to deal with them is like that. Yeah. Me, if I'd been told that this whole pastoring thing would involve this kind of fasting. I don't know if I would have allowed. Because I like, I like eating. Eh? You people. I like eating. Yes. Yeah, like just bring it on. Mm. I pleaded a fifth. But when you're a pastor, yeah, you like eating, yeah, thank you. So, yeah, we've not denied you like eating, but yeah, yeah, you, you eat at time X. For now, drink some water. If you feel a headache, drink some coffee. Let's keep going. Hey, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> 
nor heal that that is what? Broken. Broken. Physically, emotionally, mentally, so teaching, counseling, praying, laying hands, anointing with oil. Give me that verse in uh, James. James 5, what? 13, 14? Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he'll be forgiven. Yeah, that's elders. So, when you are leading a missional community, a cohort, a zone, a what, a huddle, you now have responsibilities. So, are we together? It's, you can't be a responsible shepherd if you don't believe. Now, not everyone you minister to may get healed. But you have to believe that that ministry exists because Jesus went about teaching, preaching, and what? Healing. The Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power went about doing what? doing good and healing all who are oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. It's a responsibility. Healing is a responsibility of ministry. You can't outsource it. You can't jump it, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's there. People go through stuff. They need to be... Uh, they need... Uh, yeah. They need to be healed. Amen. They need to be restored. So, healing is part of the ministry. In the last two years, I've been encouraged by very many testimonies of what? Of healing here in Worship Harvest. And many of them, not even here in the, like, in the service, but missional communities. and Very encouraging. Every time you hear a, a, a testimony of healing, you're like, eh. but God, you love us. You love people. Oh, yeah. Like that guy who had the stroke who started running at the hosting center, which later became a location. Yeah, stroke. Just one part, half of the body dead. Where they are doing garage. Online. Just watching online. Praying. What? The guy just got up and started running. He sent me a text himself. He told me, I could feel the, the ground below my foot. When you hear those kind of stories, you're like, it's worth keeping on, going on. Someone's life is being changed. Amen. Oh, did you hear yesterday's story? What's his name? Patrick Lomo. Ah! Ah! My goodness. Ish. Gangster, ghetto man, notorious, Benghazi. Now he's a court shepherd. Three missional communities. Finance manager, I'm seeing a portrait firm. I mean, how do you go from that to that? That kind of restoration. You're not going to find it in many places. It's only in churches where you have those stories. 
people who are just going down a certain drain and now are pulling others up. That's a good story. Last is the, the neither no faith that that's her. We don't have time. Yeah, Pastor Angela and Pastor Blesso, in fact, come now. Because when we start, feedeth standeth still. So, here is a deal. Practical shepherding is not standing here talking about Ecclesiastes, Ezekiel, end times, shepherding, what, attend your MC. No. It is a Show me your land title of the land you have bought. In your names. Ah, mm, nah, you see, you know, you hear, you understand. Eh, 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 eh. No, 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 no. They no longer make land. You, how are you going to be established as a family if you can't buy land and build? Yeah, that's practical. If you ask all the people that I ship, I disciple directly. Everyone must have land. You can't. You can't be my disciple and you don't buy land. Yeah. Either you buy land or you buy land. Yes. And after we cross that, then we go to where are the building plans. You know, let me tell you, some people, no one, they don't have anyone in their lives to ask them those tough questions. You think you're going to build on convenience. But you'll be there one day Suddenly, your account is hit by 800 million shillings, and you're like, eh, I'm spoiled for choice where to buy land and build. Forget it. The people who build, yeah, they earn 300,000, 400, like that, and they buy cement, five bags. What? That's how you develop. All those degrees that are making your head feel heavy are not going to make up for real progress. So here we do real shepherding. I think that's why some people, they appear, then they disappear because it's too tough. It's too... Yeah. Yeah. They would rather go and disappear somewhere where they allow people to just not make... No, no. So you show me your land. You show me your weekly savings. If you're in debt, you show me your weekly payment schedule. Ah, my arrangement with the bank is that I pay monthly. Yeah, that's your arrangement with the bank. Your arrangement with me is you pay weekly. So show me weekly. Yeah, I'm not the bank. I wasn't there when you were borrowing. So you and the bank, you pay them monthly. You and me, you pay them weekly. You break it into four if you want. But I don't want you to be in debt. As long as you're in debt, you're, you're compromising your children's future, so let's get out of debt and build wealth. That's practical shepherding. Yeah, I keep seeing you with this girl. Church candle, mama, so chips, taps, Jesus. Chips, taps. Yeah, when I sing those songs, people think, I'm, I'm communicating. Chips, chaps, Jesus. Chips, chaps, Jesus. Chips, chaps, Jesus. Chips. Kakati omazo kulia chips chips chili sauce empeteriwa. Where's the ring? Otherwise, you're going to be taken for a ride and not a good one. Ah. Oh yeah. Huh? Chips? Huh? Chips? Chips? 
commitment. After you have that commitment, you can eat chips, chops, scissors, chicken, chicomando, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. I just don't want the guy to wake up one day and walk away and you are stuck with five children. In a musical. He has found someone younger, browner, blacker, who knows, whatever. Thinner. Because while you are busy giving birth, you are losing your thinness. But you are not paying attention to the fact that uh, you need a contract for Yes. Yeah, we need something where we can say, a, a brother, you, it was a good day, people, the choir was singing, but you signed here. Let's go back. <laughs> I love this church. Yeah, even if I wasn't a pastor, I would come to this church. Yeah, because I know someone would start pinning me down if I start being funny with my wife. You signed here. And the thing you signed on says, until what? And you're still very alive. So what is this? of hanging around church and we are just supposed to suspect did you graduate or <laughs> you, oh, you can explain it's a long story I remember someone who <laughs> joined our gang <laughs> hey, people if you come from a family where there are some things that work be thankful now this guy he was at uni he did do, he wasn't going to school meanwhile. But his, the mother thought he was going to school. Do you know doing a, a graduation party? Yes. Mm. Even going Muchigangu. Yeah. And then they're like, I oh, know. When they read my name, you, you, they, either they skipped it or you were not. Tell you it there. As well, in the mother, they read the name. She just didn't hear. So they go home, do the graduation party. Ngatabi so manga yo. When he came to our gang, we told him, you have to go back to school and proper finish your degree and now call your mother for proper graduation. Which is what he did. Everyone needs a what? Wow, everyone needs a pastor. Let's stand up. Let's stand up and appreciate Apostle for this wonderful teaching. <laughs> One of the first points Apostle talked about is that you could be cut off from the family of God. Okay, not the church, but the family of God. You're here today, you're online, maybe you're watching in the car, in your house, 
at one of our hosting centers, at one of our locations. You came to the room today and you have not given your life to Christ for whatever reason. Maybe you're afraid. They've told you about this locally. Maybe you feel like, no, 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 no. I, I, I need to become a certain person before I get born again. You see, the purpose of a shepherd is to take care of the sheep. The sheep do not come perfect. Okay? You come as you are, then your shepherd takes care of you, feeds you, anoints you with oil, okay? Till your cup runs over. Make sure that you're in a place of goodness and mercy. So don't wait to become perfect. Don't be cut off from the life that is in the family of God. That is in the family of God. So wherever you are, online, at the locations, at the hosting centers, here in this room, this is your day. Today is your day when you join the family of God. Today is the day you say yes to becoming a son and a daughter in the kingdom of God. I'm going to ask you to do something very simple and very bold and very defining. You're going to say yes to salvation and you're going to put up your hand. Just put up your hand and say yes. Today I want to get born again. I see your hand. I celebrate it. Just put up your hand at the hosting centers and at the locations. Put up your hand and I'm going to invite you to walk to the front. Just walk with her to the front, pastors. There's more people in the room. Just put up your hand. The Father has been waiting for you. God has been waiting for you. Wherever you are, just put up your hand. Just put up your hand. Put up your hand. Put up your hand. I see your hand, my sister. Come forward. Come forward. Can a pastor walk with her to the front so she's not walking by herself? Welcome to the family of God. <laughs> wow. Welcome to the family of God. You know, there is great rejoicing in heaven. Great rejoicing in heaven. Because God our Father had lost a child and now the child is back to the family. Friends, our siblings are back. Can we celebrate with heaven? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Wherever you are, the different locations, just walk to the front and we are going to pray together. Okay, just say this prayer after me. After I pray with you, you're going to go with the pastor, Pastor Hamia. He's going to take your name and your details so that they can call you and connect you to a mission or community. People who you can walk with. I know you have questions. What is this being born again? What do I do? What's the Bible? What should I do? Prayer. They are going to walk with you. So let's pray together. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Thank you for my life. Thank you for Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that today I become a son and a daughter. Thank you that today I've become a son and a daughter. Thank you that today I'm in the kingdom of heaven. Thank you that today I'm in the kingdom of heaven. Take my life. Take my life. And do something significant with it. 
do something significant with it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can we celebrate yeah. the pastor is waiting for you at their different locations? Someone is going to take your details. If you're watching online, please send a message to 0775-642-449. And our online pastor is ready to receive you and plug you in. 0775-642-449. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus, for those salvations. Um, I'm just going to read a quick scripture. It says in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And Jesus says that he has been sent to heal the brokenhearted. I'm here to pray for people that are brokenhearted by anything. Might be spiritual, emotional, something has happened to you. You walked into this place and you're brokenhearted. And Jesus is saying, come unto him if you're weak, you're heavy laden, you're brokenhearted and he'll give you rest for your soul. So while the rest of us are praying in tongues, if you can't speak in the spirit right now, please do it. I'd like to invite anyone that feels brokenhearted, just touch your heart. It could be by anything. I don't know what it is, but God is here, and he has been sent to heal your broken heart. Father, thank you that you tell us to come unto you, all of us that are heavy laden, that are weary, that are tired, that are broken by the different things that we experience in life. And you say that you will give us rest. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I release rest. I release rest for your soul. I release rest for your soul from the pain, from the heartache, from the different things that have caused you to, to be brokenhearted. And I declare restoration for your soul. That from today your joy is restored. That from today your peace is restored. That from today your life, your vibe, everything that... Um, you, your joy and fullness in the kingdom of God is restored. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. amen. And amen. Amen. I'm going to invite Pastor Ari to come and give us a blessing as we go. Hey. Amen. Awesome. Go ahead. Let's pray. May the Lord bless you and take care of you. May the Lord cause his face to shine on you and give you peace. May the Lord bless your coming in and your going out. May the Lord bless the works of your hands. May the Lord heal all your diseases. May the Lord provide for all your needs. May the Lord give you a fruitful week. May all your ideas and all the things that you set your mind to do, may they prosper and flourish. May he bless your work. May he bless your business. May he bless your family relationships and friendships. May he give you peace and joy, strength and wisdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen. God bless you. See you Sunday. Thank you.
you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555. Taking territory